Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. All those decisions that coaches have to make when they're under pressure and on the hot seat. And what goes through a kicker's mind when he has the big kick to make. We have some of that insight for you in a big game from 1990, where one player in particular heard the roar of the crowd. This is a presentation from which those great moments in sports history are revived. Come listen to the roar of the crowd presented by Pigpen Sports. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And we are bringing our famous Roar of the Crowd series over to Pigskin Dispatch. We've been playing it on Jersey Dispatch. We're going to still play it there too, but we're going to try to bring the football content over to where it belongs on Pigskin Dispatch. And we have a great episode for you today. But before we get to that, let's make sure that you know that contact information to get a hold of us. It's pigskindispatch at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback, your likes, your dislikes, some maybe some more things you want to hear of, and uh, we'll try to oblige that. We answer each and every email personally, uh, so make sure you do that and uh, stay in contact with us. So let's get into our Roar of the Crowd for this September 29th. Now, it was a big event in any state when two of the top college teams meet, especially if they are rivals in the same conference. North Carolina is no exception. And when the NC State Wolfpack and the Tar Heels of UNC meet up on the gridiron, folks take notice in that state. Now, this was no exception on Saturday, September 29, 1990, when the pack visited Chapel Hill to battle the boys clad in Carolina blue at Canaan Stadium. State was led by second-year head coach Dick Sheridan, while Mac Brown was in his third season as the field boss in his first stint with the Heels. Remember, he came back a couple years ago. He's at North Carolina as of 2022 season. The game was a defensive battle between the two foes for much of the game as only a few field goals were scored. With about four minutes left to play, NC State was up in the scoreboard 9-6. Tar Heel quarterback Todd Burnett was starting to heat up after a less than spectacular start, moving the UNC offense to the state five-yard line with less than two minutes on the clock. Surprisingly, Coach Mac Brown elected to take Barnett out of the game and with first and goal, inserted Steve Jerry, who was the normal signal caller in goal line play, with his fleet of foot and was a great weapon in the option game. Now Jerry gained a yard on first down. Then he threw an incomplete pass. It was third and goal on the four yard line. And in came Burnett back into the huddle. Burnett darn near connected with Corey Holiday at the goal line on the third down play, but the pass was tossed just a tad low and Corey couldn't quite haul it in. Facing fourth and goal with no timeouts, Brown sent in the field goal team and the chip shot kick was made by Clint Clotney from 21 yards out to not the score at nine. At that time, there was not an overtime procedure in the NCAA. It did not become an NCAA rule to install one until the 1996 season. Remember, this is 1990. So, 
to a tie score at the end of regulation, it was a draw in the books. You know, that third number in your record. Mack may have felt the pressure as his team had lost to the Wolfpack the past two seasons, and this rivalry uh, by a wide margin. Now, surely a tie would be better than not scoring and losing again, wouldn't it, for Mack Brown? You know, it could be his job. Well, NC State and their future NFL quarterback, Charles Davenport, got the ball back with 106 showing on the scoreboard, and only one timeout in their pocket. Davenport went to work, throwing an incomplete pass, followed by a 15-yard strike to Rondell Jones. The state quarterback then dinked and dunked passes of four yards, five yards, four yards, while battling the clock, getting the ball all the way to the Tar Heel 39-yard line, set up by a nice another 15-yard pass to a running back. And with one second left on the clock, they were at the 30-yard, 39-yard line of the Tar Heel. Then outstrode kicker. Damon Hartley. He'd been busy loosening up, so he wasn't aware of the distance or where the his team was on the field. So he didn't know, really know how long the kick was he was going to have to make. Now, and he may have been the only one in the stadium that did not know it was going to be a 59-yarder that needed to be made. Then came the snap. The holder got it down, spun the laces, and foot hit ball. The kick was a low-line drive and that cleared the outstretched UNC arms in the wave of the trenches. Hartman claimed later that he did not even see the flight of the ball as he wanted to keep his head down so as not to pull the ball and miss the uprights. His first sight was when he, the stadium got real quiet. He looked up to see the ball barely clear the crossbar and the official's hands go up to signal good. That's when he heard the roar of the crowd. North Carolina State won the game 12-9 in their rival's home stadium, and Damon Hartman heard that roar of the crowd, certainly. That kick was a school record and only one yard shy of an ACA best-ever successful field goal. North Carolina went on to finish with a 6-4-1 record, but they failed to get an invitation to a bowl game. NC State, on the other hand, was invited to the All-American Bowl at Legion Field in Birmingham, where they defeated the number 23 in the nation, Southern Miss team, 31-27, in another thriller. Now we've got this story from newspapers.com on September 30th, 1990 edition of the Charlotte Observer, an article written by Charles Chandler back then. So we hope you enjoyed this little bit of uh, football history with our War of the Crowd series that we brought over to the Pigskin Dispatch. And hope you'll be ready to join us for some more great football history and sports history here at Pigpen Sports. So be sure to check out our websites, pigskindispatch.com and jerseydispatch.com, where we have all of our podcasts, all of our favorites saved on our front page each and every day in our powerful Earl2Go search engine that uh, brings us so many great memories. So till tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. 
Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.